Pete's Podcast, Season 1, Episode 49, Bible Story Evangelism, John 5, 24. John 5, 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation but is passed from death unto life. Jesus said in John 5:24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me, that would be the Father, hath everlasting life. Truly, truly, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. He says that in more than one place. And shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Why? Because Jesus Christ paid the price for our sin, for the sin of the whole world. Our sins have been paid for, but they don't count unless, like Abraham, we believed God and it's counted unto us for righteousness. In this, in John chapter 5, Jesus is talking to people that want to kill him because he heals on the Sabbath. He's talking to people that are not very happy with him. And some believe and some don't. So let's take a look at, um, let's go back to verse 1 of chapter 5. The healing at the pool on the Sabbath day. So just to quickly recap the story here, which ends with uh, the Jewish people wanting to kill him uh, because he made himself equal with God in his words. And he's not a man of many words here, but he is after they decide they want to kill him, starting in verse 19. Anyway, uh, after this was the was a feast of the Jews. There are five known as pilgrimage feasts. They are the Passover, followed in 50 days by Pentecost, and the Feast of Booths, also known as the Feast of Tabernacles, where they actually moved out of their houses in Jerusalem, lived in lean-tos, if you will. But again, I, I just think kids would think, hey, this is great. Let's go camp out in the front yard. Let's go camp out in the backyard. Let's go, and people would pilgrimage and they would need a place to stay, and so setting up a tent or a booth of brush, of lean-tos, whatever, um, would be a very fun time for the kids. And I think God is a kid at heart. I mean, the, five, the three pilgrimages to Jerusalem, uh, I'm a little ignorant. I know that the Pentecost and in, in Passover is, is uh, 50 days apart. But anyway, if Jesus left Nazareth, three times a year and walked the three-day journey to to Jerusalem uh, that would be a, that would be a, a, a fun experience for a little kid and uh, maybe a good time to be with dad he would have to close up the shop and uh, the carpentry shop and go with his family get to play with his cousin John that was six months older than him Anyway, uh, he's at the, there's a, at the pool of Bethesda, 
during a feast at Jerusalem, there was uh, the the blind, the the crippled uh, would meet there and wait for the moving of the water for an angel would come down at a certain season pool and trouble the water and whosoever was first after the troubled water stepped into the pool he was made whole of whatever disease he had and there was a certain man there that had been uh, crippled for 38 years and Jesus saw him lie and knew how long he'd been in that situation that case and Jesus said to him wilt thou be made whole and the impotent man answered sir I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool but while I am coming another step down before me and Jesus said to him arise take up thy bed and walk and immediately the man was made whole and took his bed and walked on the same day was the Sabbath, and the Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, It is a Sabbath day, it is not lawful for you to carry your bed. And Jesus answered them, I'm sorry, then the man answered, the healed man answered, uh, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed and walk. They asked him, What man is it that said unto thee, Take up thy bed and walk? And he said, and he that was healed said, I do not know. For Jesus had conveyed himself away in the multitude at the feast time, a pilgrimage feast where everybody was there of Israel. At the Pentecost, after Christ was crucified at the Passover, uh, there were people, Jewish people from 18 different countries that are listed there. So the pilgrimage to the temple was a big part of Jewish life at this time. Afterward, Jesus findeth him in the temple. So there's a big crowd, and he comes out of the crowd and goes up to the man that's walking around. I don't know if he's a celebrity or not. Probably, I think, you know, you, you get to know the, the the people that are crippled. and uh, But anyway, uh, behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon thee. Um I think somewhere in here the man became a believer. Um, at least he learned Jesus' name. I think he learned more about him. It doesn't say what happened uh, at this meeting. But then the man departed and told the Jews it was Jesus that had made him whole. And therefore the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on a Sabbath day. And Jesus answered them and said, My father worketh hitherto, and I work. Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him, because not only had he broken the Sabbath, but he also said also that God was his father, making himself equal with God. So now he has a lot to say to these people, because he loves these people. He's at, the, at the crucifixion he said, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. They thought they were doing the right thing to kill somebody that claimed to be God that wasn't, according to the Jewish laws. Um, but um, they knew that the Messiah would be the Son of God and equal to God at any rate. Okay, well now we have quite a, quite a long speech by Jesus. And in fact, the rest of the 
the chapter 5 is, is Jesus talking. And we'll get to the verse I read at the very beginning, which said, Verily I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. He doesn't want these people to come into condemnation. He wants them to believe in him like Abraham did. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. And he kind of brings up Abraham in, in, as he's talking here. He brings up Moses and what Moses wrote about him. And what Moses wrote about him was that the seed of the woman would, in, in Genesis 3, uh, 15, the seed of the woman would bruise Satan's head and Satan would bruise his heel. And that in Genesis 12, 3, that through this, uh, verily, verily, I say unto you, that through the seed of, of Abraham, all families of the earth would be blessed, which is, Abraham was promised land, father of many nations, but we're his, by faith in Christ, we are children of Abraham. You have to read that in the New Testament. Uh, Paul says that. But um, let's continue here. Okay, well, here's Peter's sermon to the crowd gathered in Jerusalem at this pilgrimage feast, which I don't, it says a feast. I don't know which one it was. Could have been a Passover, could have been Pentecost, or it could have been the Feast of Booths where they had to live outdoors. Anyway, uh, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son, of Man, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever the Son does, these also doeth whatsoever the Father does, the Son does likewise. For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth. And the Father will show the Son greater works than these, that you may marvel like the resurrection from the dead, which is what, he, in verse 21, he goes into. For as the Father raiseth up the dead, which is coming soon, as, you, as I'm crucified, he doesn't say that, but, and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. Raises Lazarus from the dead. Uh, one time he was, a funeral procession was going by, and he raised the widow's, uh, only son, so he is known to raise the dead. Uh, chap John chapter 5, verse 22, For the Father judgeth no man, but committeth judgment unto the Son. At any rate, what we need to be concerned about is we're not the judge. Um, we're, the, we're the players. We're not the referees. Uh, and our game is to fish for men. And uh, he that Honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father, which hath sent him. Verse 5.23 That all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. When you honor the Son, you honor the Father. Um, just kind of a theme of uh, the New Testament, for sure. And uh, they, the Jewish people knew that when he called himself the Son of God, that he was honoring himself, they thought. They didn't realize he was actually who he said he was. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father, which hath sent him. 
Verily, this is the verse that I memorized and read at the beginning. John 5, 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Jewish people that want to kill me, again, that's just, they thought they were doing God a favor. And again, Jesus said, forgive them. They knew not what they do. He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. I like to say that I believed in the God of John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. When I, the man, I don't talk about this very much, but he's, the man that led me to Christ asked me to pray with him, and I don't remember the prayer. But I know it, to me it was to the Father. God, I just, you know, uh, God, the best way I know how, I'm trusting Jesus Christ as my Savior. I know I didn't promise to make any, you know, do this or do that. I know I didn't do that. No works at all. I had repented of my dead works. I realized that it was a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And so, so I love this verse. Verily I say unto you, he that heareth my word, Jesus' word, and believeth on God the Father that sent Jesus has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation but is passed from death unto life. Now you just can't believe that God exists. I, I've told you many times I hated God when I came to Christ because I'd lost my brother. But you can't hate somebody you don't believe in. So I believed there was a God. I just had no use for him because he seemed to have no use for me or my family, especially my parents. They were heartbroken. And I was heartbroken for them. And um, then I found out, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. And by the way, Jesus is seeking, seeking you, seeking the lost. And if you're seeking, you're going to run into Him. There were five Alka Indians that killed five missionaries in 1956, and they found Christ. You have to read through Gates of Splendor. All right. Um, then he goes on to say in verse 25, Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour cometh, and now is, when the dead shall hear my voice, and the Son of the voice of the Son of God, and they shall live. Okay, now I've I've told you repeatedly that there's in Hebrews 6, there's there's five fundamental principles of the doctrine of Christ. The um Repentance of dead works, faith towards God, uh, laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead. Um, I left one out. The, uh, the, the one, the first, the third one was uh, the doctrine of baptisms, and the sixth one is eternal judgments. Okay, I'm pretty good on the five eternal judgments. If you've been following my podcast, you've heard me enumerate them. The judgment of Christ on the cross is the only one that's taken place. During the tribulation, we have three judgments during the tribulation. We have the the marriage feast of the Lamb for the church that was raptured out at the beginning of the tribulation. We have the judgment of the Jewish people in the 70th week of Daniel on the earth. When they come to Christ in droves, Never did we have witnesses 
like the 144,000 Jewish evangelists that are slaughtered during the tribulation. And a lot of what Christ says in the New Testament is directed towards them. But, um, and you have believers and unbelievers, and you have the, the, the fifth judgment, or the fourth judgment, which is the judgment of the nations, also known as the sheep of the goats at the end of the at the end of the tribulation, at the beginning of the millennium, the people that are found to be believers, the the sheep live on into the millennium to populate the millennium, and if Christ didn't come back early, nobody would have survived the tribulation. That's how bad the plagues are, and you can read about those in Revelation. And then the last judgment is called the Great White Throne, and that's I guess the judgment for all people that live their lives without putting their faith in the Messiah, Old Testament or New Testament. Here's an Old Testament saint. By faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice than Cain. The third and fourth people, the fourth person on this planet, was killed by the, the third, and because God didn't have respect for his sacrifice, because it wasn't the faith is what God is looking for. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You had, Abel knew that the sacrifice that he was making was a symbol of the, the seed of the woman that would, would bruise Satan's head, the seed, seed of the woman, that, the seed of Abraham that would bless all families of the world. You want to go to heaven with members of your family because all families will be there. I don't know how wide he, that net is cast, but but there's believers in every family, tribe, clan, whatever, however you want to say it, but I'm going to be one. I know that. I hope to see my brother there. I know that if he was seeking, he found, and the last place I saw him was church, and things I heard about him from pilots that flew with him, he was a pretty good Joe, but that doesn't, being a pretty good Joe doesn't save you, and I never got to talk to him as a believer. But I'm, I'm at peace with God's gospel. Seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be open unto you. I'm, I have not heard of a better one. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, he had me at whosoever. All right, so let me continue here. been talking a long time without uh, following my text here. Okay. Um, okay, so... Um, let me go to verse 26. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath the Father given to the Son to have life in himself. And, and the Father hath given to the Son authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man, which is a claim to deity in the Old Testament. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the grave shall hear the voice. Okay, now we're talking about uh, one of those uh, six principles of the doctrine of Christ, which is the resurrection. It's the sixth one. No, no, it's the, the, the fourth one uh, and, and the resurrection of the dead and resurrection of the dead. So uh, I'm going to just, I've been thinking about it and thinking about it and, and trying to take what I know uh, from the Bible. And I'm going to take the picture of Jesus Christ. Okay, we're pretty familiar with that. 
He was crucified. Uh, he gave up the spirit. He gave up the ghost, if you will. He, um, they took his dead body as the body without, it says in James, as the body without the spirit is dead. They took his dead, lifeless body, put it in the grave. It saw no corruption in those three days, as normally would happen, but with a human being, whatever. Jesus was a human being, but miraculously did not see corruption. Anyway, but he was that day in paradise with the thief on the cross. This day you'll be with me in paradise. And was there three days preaching to the captivities in prison. And then he led captivity captive to heaven. And for the first time, human beings were in the presence of God in heaven. And today, since Christ died on the cross and rose again, we are absent from the body and present with the Lord. That's not the case before Christ died on the cross, paid for our sins. And they look forward, we look back, and I'm sure paradise was like the name sounds, a great place full of great people, you know, just David, and no, no perfect people there, but, but, but complete in Christ, I'll put it that way. Anyway, um, so, uh, so, the dead, so the grave shall give up the dead. If, as far as the body is concerned, it's not really aware. It's, uh, you know, it's, the sea will give up its dead. There's not a bunch of dead people down there uh, waiting to come. They, they've dissolved, okay? The body dissolves at death. And so that's just what happens. But um, human fossils are very rare. You can look it up if you want to. But... Um, because they can swim, and they are not usually, you know, die in wet soil under the right amount of pressure to make fossils. But anyway, moving right along, um, the the and the grave shall give up their dead. It's not like we're sitting there waiting to be, you know, like Jesus wasn't in the grave waiting to be. He left the body while it was on the cross, and his body was the body without the spirit is dead. So the body is our tabernacle. It's our house. I had a podcast that talked about that. Uh, and will again, I guess. And he, and she'll come forth, verse 29, Marvel not that I said that the hour is coming in which the graves, all they that are in the graves shall hear his voice, Jesus' voice, and or the Father's, either one, and come forth they that have done good to resurrection of life, and they that have done evil to the resurrection of damnation. Okay, what should we do to do the works of God? Believe on him who he has sent. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that... I'm reading just four verses above it. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Believeth on the Son of God shall not come into condemnation, but have has eternal life and is passed from death unto life. So if you want to, you know, if you take things out of context, you can make the Bible say anything you want to. So if you take 29 out of the context of, of, of Christ's impassioned plea for these people to believe on Him who God has sent, and have everlasting life, and not be condemned, but pass from death to life, 
in verse 24. If you want to say in verse 29, now he's changed the gospel of the grace of God, and, and they that have done good unto the resurrection of the dead. Good, what, what chapter 4 of John, it said, what must we do to do the works of God? Believe on him who he has sent. That's what you need to do. The resurrection of life, which is eternal life, and in the context, it's not a new gospel here. And they that have done evil, not trusted Christ. He's trying to get them to trust Christ. Resurrection of damnation. So it sounds like some spirits are in hell, and it sounds like they're bodily resurrected at some point. I don't even want to think about it. Anyway, sorry, I don't understand it. I, John 5.30 I can of my own self. He's still talking to these people, trying to get them to believe in him. That want to kill him at this point. I can of my own, verse 30, I can of my own self do nothing as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father that has sent me. I bear witness of myself. My witness is if I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. So what he's going to do in the following verses, he's going to identify four witnesses of himself. And the first one is John the Baptist. There is another that bear witness of me, and I know that his witness, is, which he witnesses of me, is true. You sent unto John the Baptist, and he bear witness unto the truth. Behold the Son of Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. I think John the Baptist knew who his cousin, first cousin was. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Everybody heard John the Baptist. Or, or heard that he had said that when Jesus was baptized. And God said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So there was two witnesses at Jesus' baptism. John the Baptist and the Father. So we've got two more to talk about. But I have not but I have not the test but I receive but I receive verse twenty thirty four. But I receive not testimony from man, but these things I say that ye might be saved. Again, he's trying to get these people to believe in him. And have eternal life. Believe he is the Messiah. They know that the Messiah is the Son of God. They just don't believe Jesus is. That's why they wanted to stone him. Because he was claiming to be the Son of God. Making himself equal with God. According to their beliefs. They're just missing one little thing here. They're talking to the Messiah. But I receive not the testimony of man. But these things I say that you might be saved. Verse 35. He was a burning and shining light, and you were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. Talking to John the Baptist. Now we're going to go on to, uh, really in the order here, the second witness. But I have great witness, I have a greater witness than that of John. The works which my Father hath given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me, and that the Father has sent me. And I think the guy that was healed had been crippled for 38 years. I don't know if he was 38 years old or he had an accident when he was 12 or whatever. But he, that man knew who healed him. It was Jesus. And I would very much expect to see him when I get to heaven. Bear witness of me. 
the works that I do. So you've got John the Baptist and you've got the works that he does, the miracles that he does. And the next one I've already alluded to, and the Father himself, which hath sent me, hath borne witness of me. This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased at his baptism. With John the Baptist and the multitudes that were being baptized there, um, John the Baptist gave witness of him. Uh, but, but the Father gave witness to him, as far as I know, at his baptism and again at the Mount of Transfiguration. This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear him. And the Father himself hath sent me, hath borne witness of me. Ye have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. And you have not his word abiding in you. For whom he hath sent him ye believe not. He sent the Son and you don't believe in me. Jesus is doing the talking. And the fourth, and the one that worked in my life, was the Scriptures. You had John the Baptist. You had the miracles that Christ did. You had the Father Himself. And we, that did not live at the same time Jesus did, we can search the Scriptures. For in them you think that you have, you think you have eternal life. And they are they that testify of me. And ye will not come to me, that you might have life. They talk about the Messiah, but you won't come to me. I receive not... Read Psalm 22. Read Isaiah 56. They talk about this, the Messiah. I have not received honor from men. I receive not honor from men. But I know that you have not the love of God in you. I am come... In my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another come in his own name, him you will receive. How can you believe, which receive honor one from another, and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? Verse 45. Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one that accuseth you, even Moses, in whom you trust. For he, for had ye believed Moses, you would have believed me. For he wrote of me. Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. You say, well, Moses lived a long time after Genesis chapter 1. How did that happen? Well, they lived longer. I alluded to the uh, water canopy earlier. And, and they lived for, the, the, the longest man recorded in the Bible was in his 970th year. He... Um, but there could have been people that hit a thousand that just didn't make the book. Doesn't say the that's just the oldest recorded in the genealogy of Christ. But there were a lot of the people that lived anyway, they lived a long time. And the Noah was pre flood, and his three sons and their four wives were the eight people that lived before the flood and after the flood. And Moses's I mean, Noah's father Lamech was 59 when Adam died. 59 years old when Adam died. Take a look at the genealogies at the beginning of Luke. It's all laid out there. 14 generations from, well, that's in, that's in uh, 
That's, that's going back to Abraham. The one in Luke, if I'm not mistaken, goes back to Adam. I know one of them does. There's two genealogies, the one in Matthew and the one in Luke. I'm pretty sure that Luke is the one that goes back to Adam. For had you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. But, but again, Moses, okay, so you got, you got Adam, you got somebody that knew Adam for 50, 59 years, who was the father of Noah, probably told Noah everything. He was 59 when Adam was born. He lived a long time with Noah. I think he died before the flood. I'm pretty sure Lamech would have got on the ark. But anyway, Adam, Abraham, Noah knew his father for a long time and heard all these stories. And I've got another proof for you. It's called The Discovery of Genesis in the Chinese Language. Google that book. It's a PDF. You can download it. You will not believe. Like the word create is made up of the symbol of for breath, which is, looks like a kind of a box, a mouth, if you will. Uh, a, a square mouth, um, breath, um, dust, the symbol for dust, the symbol for earth and the symbol for dust of the earth, and of a man walking. And God breathed into Adam the breath of life and he became a living soul. That's the, the Chinese word, the modern Chinese word, look it up, Mandarin word for for creation is breath, dust, man walking. So there are plenty of reasons, I think, to believe the Bible is the Word of God and, and is accurate. And Moses recorded it. He was, uh, Moses was uh, the grandson, let's get this right, he was the great-grandson of Abraham. And Abraham appears right after the Tower of Babel in Genesis chapter 11. The verse I read to you about his family being blessed was in verse in chapter 12 of Genesis. The flood was in chapter 6. So it's not that much that Moses didn't know about uh, the first five books of the Bible and was not far removed from them in people, like six people. And everybody knew it. I mean, everybody that lived at that time knew it and wrote about it. It's in the Chinese language. It's hidden in Mandarin Chinese. It, it, take a look at that book. Uh, the Discovery of Genesis in the Chinese Language. It's a PDF. You can look it up. For he had, for if you had believed Moses, you would have believed, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. But if you believe not his writings, how shall you believe my words? I'm going to say to you, adios to God. And via con Dios, go with God.